0: So as Jesus continues to talk to the Pharisees, he gives kind of an odd parable. And Jesus is really good at teaching. In fact, he's getting ready in the next couple of chapters to really give them some powerful parables. So he kind of teases them here with this one. It's found in Matthew 12, verses 43 to 45. If you look at it, it says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came. Out, and when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. So he's talking to these Pharisees, and he gives them this parable. He mentions the same thing in Luke chapter eleven, verses twenty-four to twenty-six, with just a little bit of different verbiage. So as we're thinking about this, I want to explore this idea for a second. So here's a house, okay? so after he had removed the devil what did the man in the parable fail to do that allowed the evil spirit to return okay i think there's some very relevant things for our lives here with this how could the experience of the man in this parable represent all of us when we are trying to avoid future temptations so you get rid of a temptation or something that has been your you know it's been something that's bothering you you get rid of it why do those things keep coming back so spencer b kimball said this he said in a Abandoning sin, one cannot merely wish for better conditions. He must make them. I think that's a great statement. The things which engaged him and caught his fancy and occupied his thoughts are gone and better substitutions have not yet filled the void. And this is Satan's opportunity. It's like you've got this house here, just this, you've you've gotten rid of the temptations. You're just like, okay, I'm done. I am done with all of these things. And all of a sudden you got an empty house right here. In the gospel topic section of the scriptures, you go to repentance. There's a great statement here. It says, it is not enough to simply try to resist evil or empty your life of sin. That's just part of it. I think that's what the Savior is trying to teach here. You must fill your life with righteousness and engage in activities that bring spiritual power. So some of these Pharisees might have just been not doing bad and what jesus is saying is you need to also be doing good full obedience brings the complete power of the gospel into your life including increased strength to overcome your weaknesses this obedience includes actions you might not initially consider part of repentance such as attending meetings paying tithing giving service and forgiving others so what do you do with this empty house you can't just leave it empty you have to build it with certain things like it said there back in verse 44 where it says he findeth it empty yes it is certainly empty you can check that box there swept absolutely it has been swept now the word garnished that's an interesting word here i want to play with that for a second so the word garnish many of you are familiar if you've ever been to a nice fancy restaurant they will put stuff on your plate that's not necessarily designed to eat you know like the sprigs of parsley or you know the beautiful stuff right there you know this nice little cherry on top of something it's not necessarily to be eaten it is a garnish okay so garnish the word means to decorate to adorn trim dress ornament embellish enhance grace beautify prettify that's a fun word brighten up set off add to the finishing touch to or to jazz up Yes, it does basically mean to decorate, but it also comes from the root word, which means to arm or equip, which I think is interesting. In fact, if you go back over to Luke chapter 11, verse 25, which is Luke's example of this parable, if you click on the word garnished, it says to put in order. That's that footnote B right there. So what needs to happen is not just the sweeping and not just the emptying, but that garnishing is important. So what is Jesus trying to teach the Pharisees here, it kind of comes back to what we talked about yesterday about making sure your heart and your thoughts and your actions and your speech are all congruent with one another. So it makes me think of section 121 of the Doctrine and Covenants, verse number 45, which I think honestly would be great counsel to any Pharisee or to any person who struggles with keeping those thoughts and those actions and everything the way the Savior wants us to be. Verse 45 Let thy bowels also be full of charity towards all men, and the household of faith, and let virtue garnish, there's that word again, garnish thy thoughts unceasingly, and then shall thy confidence wax strong in the presence of God. And the doctrine of the priesthood shall distill upon thy soul as the dews from heaven. The Holy Ghost shall be thy constant companion, thy scepter, an unchanging scepter of righteousness and truth. You know, the Pharisees were so concerned with power, and what they didn't understand is the Holy Ghost is the one who's going to give them that absolute power. And thy dominion shall be an everlasting dominion without compulsory means it shall flow into thee forever and ever so what do you do with that empty swept house you garnish it with good it reminds me of one of the greatest verses in Romans Romans chapter 12 verse 21 where it simply says be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good you put so much goodness into your life that you don't have time for the bad there's there's no time for those evil spirits to come in I remember seeing a friend of mine um, he was an older older gentleman he always had wintergreen lifesavers he was always just popping wintergreen lifesavers I think he was keeping lifesavers you know in business and I asked him one time I said what is it with the wintergreen lifesavers you're just you're going through these like crazy and he said well I love them because I used to smoke. And he said he'd, he'd smoked for like 30 years. And he said, I needed to give up something. And so as I gave up these things, I needed to replace it with something better. And so that's where the wintergreen lifesavers are. So he said, every time I pop one of those, it's just, sometimes I have that tendency to want to smoke. And he goes, I pop those in and I'm fine. So he has replaced the evil with the good. You get rid of an old couch that's bad, you gotta put something in there that's good. And so I think that's a wonderful little parable for you and I as are trying to get bad things out of our lives, we must replace them with good. And I think there's a great principle, not only for the Pharisees, but for us as we're trying to do those same things. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S.